0: That's only a minor comment. Uh, that debt you were just talking about—I was—I know China owns part of it, and I, I don't know what proportion is is what. And the other question—we've—you've um, uh, alluded to the uh, the, the time, uh, the productivity, and the disparity and the productivity, and where that that money all went to the top. It, I imagine that's the same for Western Europe, maybe a little bit different, but uh, do you have more detail on that? Yes. Um, the Europe, I'll, I'll go backwards. I'll start with the last thing you said and then go back to China. The Europeans have a much more um, powerful socialist tradition than the United States, at least over the last century. Uh, it is a remarkable difference is something that, again, you don't hear much about in the United States because it's an implied criticism. Um, They raise more in taxes. They rely less on borrowing. uh, And they do that because they're forced to. The power of labor unions, the power of socialist parties um, is much, much greater in Europe. And I can see from some of your faces that maybe an example will help. I won't embarrass you by asking how many of you know the composition of the current government in the European country called Portugal, all right? In Portugal, the government is a coalition of three political parties. They won the election back in 2016, and they have continued to govern Portugal. There was a new election last year, and they were very successfully re-elected. So here are the three parties that govern Portugal. Number one, the Portuguese Socialist Party. Number two, the Portuguese Communist Party. Number three, the Portuguese Green Party. If you did not know that, it's because the American media do not tell you about this. There's nothing random about that. There's nothing accidental about that. I could give you many other examples. How many of you know that Angela Merkel's government in Germany was necessarily a coalition government? Her party, the Conservative Party, could not get a majority of the Germans to vote for them, and so they had a coalition with the German Socialist Party. That's what governed Germany, not Angela Merkel, by herself. Okay? And Emmanuel Macron is the current president in France. Now, he's horrible. I mean, he, he's awful. He He's somewhere between Trump and Biden. That's how awful he is. But before he ran for president, he was a minister in the socialist government of François Hollande, the previous president of France the power, the influence of socialism is just a different thing in Europe socialist parties anti-capitalist parties, communist parties are powerful institutions um, in that in those societies and have been and that's why they have a very different way um, uh, of, of dealing with all of this Now let's deal with China. This is very important. China and the whole foreign situation. Yes, it is true that when the American government borrows money, because it does not want to tax corporations and the rich, because the politicians have been put into office by corporations and the rich with the instruction, don't you dare tax us. Okay, so they must borrow. Most of what they borrow comes from American corporations and the rich who lend to the government happily, because remember from the point of view of the corporation and the rich, I'd much rather lend money to the government it has to pay me back than to have the government simply tax the money away from me. That's a no brainer, think about it. So of course, corporations and the rich understand they want those deficits as the preferred alternative to being taxed. Keep that in mind the next time you hear one of those corporate executives or rich people give you a 4th of July speech about how the government should stay within its limits and not overspend its budget. That is, to use the technical term, BS and I'm being as polite as I can. But there is another lender to the United States government, and that is other countries who have a variety of interests in why they might lend to the United States government. One is to make the United States government think twice about attacking them because they owe these countries. You should be aware that the United States is the world's largest debtor country. That is, we owe more money to other countries than any other country on this planet. And you might find it amusing to know that the largest single lender to the United States for most of the last 25 years has been the People's Republic of China. Think about it. The world's richest capitalist country in hock up to its nose in debt and the leading creditor is that communist party run society in China. If you needed another sign of where the world is going, that's it. And if you weren't interested in avoiding all of these topics, you'd be talking about it. The Chinese own something in the neighborhood, nobody knows exactly, between $1 and $1.5 trillion worth of U.S. government debt. And here's an interesting factoid for you to understand, and that you've also never read about in the paper. Since the Chinese government run by the Chinese Communist Party, owns over a trillion dollars of U.S. debt. It means that every year, the United States government has to collect from its people the taxes needed to pay interest on that debt to the Chinese Communist Party. If you assume a rough interest rate in the neighborhood of 4% on a trillion and a half dollars, right, then it means that $60 billion of the taxes you and I pay are collected by Washington and forwarded to China, I don't know, perhaps to build up their military Why is that? Because the United States government in its corruption cannot or will not tax its own corporations and the rich and instead borrows from the People's Republic of China to whom it must then pay the interest imposed by not taxing corporations and the rich. And if you have never had this explained to you, then please understand what the educational system and the media in this society choose to explain or not explain, to cover or not cover, to shape and govern what you hear. That's part of what we have to change here in our country. Richard, I, I wonder if I could just make a comment about the debt Great. in Asia. I, I think J- Japan has more debt than yes, China it, now, but, recently, but, I, yeah, but I, they've been one or China two and China and they, they wobble back and forth. That's correct. You're right. It, well, I, and I think in around 2015 or 16, China uh, stopped uh, taking on long-term bonds uh, and just decided to go with like less than a year, six months or something bonds. Uh, when just just a little aside here that it's 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 a dynamic situation it's not um and probably will get more so <laughs> anyway thank you yeah it, it's partly the japanese made some decisions about lending so did the chinese the chinese uh are very worried that the united states as it ratchets up its cold war rhetoric against the chinese may be tempted uh to do something about not repaying uh, the debt it has that the Chinese own um, would be an unbelievably short-sighted act, very close to a declaration of war, I mean military war. Um, so it's not an immediate situation, but it's not a, a long-term tenable uh, arrangement. You should be aware also, another statistic very rarely explained to the American people, that roughly 40%, the largest single chunk of, sh- of, of stocks traded on the American stock exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, the Nasdaq and so on. 40% of stocks in this country are owned by foreigners. And that includes the People's Republic of China. The ability of foreigners, if the United States frightens or threatens them to disrupt the American economy is overwhelming. And the notion that we are not at risk in this world is an attempt by the people who run this system to avoid the growing awareness that I'm trying to correct about what it means when your economy is in decline. Richard, thank you. You're very welcome, but Dean, I can't hear you, Uh, uh, the mute. Thank you very much. All right, sir. I want to thank, I want again, before I leave, I want to thank you all for the invitation. It really is an honor. Uh, to address the community church i remember going there appreciating as a student uh, some of the things that were done but more than that i appreciate that you are the institution you are and are committed uh, to being that kind of voice in in uh, in boston so it's been my pleasure and thank you for the opportunity otherwise everyone goodbye and please be safe thanks so much the